Welcome to the state championships edition of the News and Records HS Extra Football Pep Talk Podcast. I'm Joe Serrera. I'm joined, as I have been every week this year, by... And we are here to talk championships. Final four teams for the News and Record in-state championship games on Saturday in Class 2A, Reedsville Rams, 3AA, Eastern Guilford, 4A, Dudley Panthers, and 4AA, the Page Pirates. Uh, Going to go starting chronologically over at BB&T Field in Winston-Salem on Wake Forest, uh, just off Wake Forest campus, but uh, the home of the Demon Deacons, with the Class 3AA championship game, 305 Saturday. That would be the unbeaten Eastern Guilford Wildcats against the 12-3 Matthews Weddington Warriors. And if the name Weddington sounds familiar, especially to uh, anyone that follows the Mid-State 3A Conference, Weddington is a team that Northern Guilford beat 14-7 in 2014 to win uh, the Nighthawks' most recent state championship. And a few of the Weddington players uh, played prominent roles on that team. Their quarterback this year, David Beha, played a lot of that game uh, when they, they were running two quarterbacks and basically decided he gave them the best chance to win. So he's been there before. A few of their players have been there before. And it's a team that started out 1-3 and three and has won 11 in a row. So they are playing some good football. They are a defense-first team, a lot like their opponent, Eastern Guilford. But uh, I, I like the Wildcats' chances in this one, Spencer. We've seen this team all year, and we knew early on that they were going to be very good. Uh, I think Coach Doug Robertson gave you an idea of that himself when you saw them play Williams early in the year. Yeah, uh, he certainly did. Uh, I mean, pretty amazing what this team has done. Uh, historically, we've looked back at, at the record books. And even with Tory Holt, they never pulled this off. This is a team that is, is going to impress uh, a potential future NFL Hall of Famer. They used to wear the same uniform uh, if they can do this, and I think that they will. This is a team that doesn't have a superstar. They are just a team, uh, a team of really excellent high school football players and a tremendous coaching staff led by Doug Robertson, a guy who's been here before. And, uh, and if you can't take his ring away from him, uh, he's, he's one of the best head coaches that, that we have in our coverage area. And, uh, and he has built this program up from, from the ground, really. Uh, and, and it might have been in the ground when he took over. If we, we want to be completely truthful about the situation. And he has made it uh, a, a premier program and it came to cap it off perfect season uh, would be extremely fitting. Yeah, this is a team, as we said, that, that, that wins with defense, but they're not bad offensively either. They rotate two, uh, two quarterbacks through, junior Dominique Graves, senior Bryant Barr. Bryant Barr, who's also a very good defensive back, made some big plays uh, in a few games this year, particularly the uh, regular season game at Western Alamance. But uh, as we said, th- this is a team that, you know, from the beginning, from the start of the season, looked like a team that could could get to this point. They've done everything that uh, Doug Robertson and his staff have asked of them, and you know, the result is playing for a state championship at uh, 3.05 Saturday at BB&T Field in Winston-Salem. That game will be followed on the same field by the Class 2A championship game with the Reedsville Rams, also 15-0, taking on Edenton Holmes, a 13-2 team, and uh, Doug Robertson, the Eastern Guilford coach, w- will probably 
probably not be able to stick around very long after his team's game. Got to get players back to campus, hopefully for a celebration for them. But he would love to stay and watch the Reedsville Rams play. It's uh, the program that he played for. He was an assistant coach in, guided the Rams to the 2009 state championship before moving on and, and ultimately taking over the Eastern Guilford program. And he uh, learned everything that he knows about football from Jimmy Teague, the Rams coach. And this is a Reedsville team that has just dominated people this season. Uh, seven shutouts among their 15 wins. Uh, shut out every team in their conference. And it's not it's not a strong conference this year, the Mid-State 2A, but to shut out five teams, not give up a point from September 30th to November 18th, I don't care who you're playing, is an incredible achievement. And to emphasize how good their defense is last week in the regional final, they played a Lincolnton team that came in averaging over 50 points a game, had a 3,500-yard passer, a 2,400-yard rusher, uh, a 2,000-yard receiver, a 1,000-yard receiver, and the Rams shut them out in the first half and won 28-7. And, you know, this this does not look like, to me, a 2A team when you see them play, Spencer. No, uh, they don't because it's the football capital of North Carolina. And it's never been, uh, you know, a, a quote-unquote 2A program. Uh, but it, it's pretty remarkable what they've done as well. And I laugh, you know, that you mentioned the shutout streak because uh, uh, during the playoffs we sat in the office. We were, like, upset with them when they gave up points. It was it was unacceptable to us. They gave up any points. <laughs> I say that jokingly, yeah. but I, I mean, I sat there every week and I was rooting for them not to give up any points. It was fun to watch. I mean, uh, these are kids who really take pride in their defense. They hit hard. Uh, they hit to the whistle, and uh, and they're just nasty football players. And I say that as a compliment. Um, it, it's a great bunch that Jimmy Teak has. Uh, uh, a huge bounce back season in terms of uh, regional standards. I mean, they went nine and four last year. They had a pretty deep year, but uh, this was the bounce back season that they needed and a chance to tap it with a ring. Uh, with the huge. Yeah, and it's they're facing a little bit of a unique challenge on Saturday yeah, for that defense. They're facing a team, Edenton Holmes, that runs a true triple option, something that was uh, everywhere in the 70s and, and 80s, and you still see it from the service academies, but you don't see it a lot of other places. And uh, their coach, uh, Paul Hoggard, ran it to perfection when he was the Richmond County coach. He's now gone on to Holmes High School, 13-2 and this year. Uh, built that program up very quickly. Not that they were a bad program, but uh, he's taken to the next level and running that triple option offense is uh, Coach Hoggard's son Luke, a senior. Uh, coach Hoggard said, you know, Luke's been in position meetings since he was a toddler. Uh, he knows what they want to do inside and out. You want to talk about a coach on the field? He's a coach's son on the field and probably will at some point be a football coach and there's a little bit of a parallel there with the Reedsville Rams. Uh, coach Teague's son Eric is one of his assistant coaches was his quarterback in 2006 when when he had a great team so there's a lot of parallels there but uh, Paul Hoggard did a lot of great things at Richmond County and he's got a very very good team this year at Holmes and a team that, that will challenge Reedsville simply because you have to be so disciplined against that triple option offense. If you're a defender, you've got to play assignments. You, teams talk about everybody running to the ball. You can't have everybody running to the ball in the triple option. You have to stay with your assignment, stay in your lane, take your man, 
I don't think Reedsville will have difficulty doing that because they are so athletic, so talented, and so well coached. But it's a challenge for sure, Spencer. No, it certainly is. But here, here's the bottom line. If you're Reedsville, you can't peer into the backfield and guess. That doesn't work against the triple option. You have to fend off your cut blocks along the offensive line. Uh, either your end or your outside linebacker needs to account for the pitch man, and you need to block up the lanes, close the door, you know, make sure that, that when those guys are blocking you, that, that you close up the gaps and don't allow for there to be any running lanes. If there are no running lanes, eventually they're going to move to a play-action kind of pass, short little group passes, and we know that Reedsville defends those very well. So uh, you got to just take care of business. Follow your assignments. It's very simple if you follow your assignments. If you don't and you cheat, you're going to be in trouble. Yep. It's, it's that simple. Another team, Page Pirates. They are playing at 3.05 against the Wake Forest Cougars on Saturday at Carter-Finley Stadium in Raleigh. That would be the 4AA state championship game, a place that the Pirates reached last year and had a very rough afternoon or late morning, early afternoon against Charlotte Mallard Creek. But they're not playing Charlotte Mallard, that Charlotte Mallard Creek team Saturday. They're playing Wake Forest. And again, Page Pirates facing a similar challenge to the Reedsville Rams in that Wake Forest runs a true wing T offense. They are a big-time ground-oriented team, but unlike a lot of teams, Page sees that every year from Southeast Guilford. So it's something that they are probably more familiar with than most teams, but we've talked all year about how the Page Pirates wanted to erase the memory of that game with Char uh, Charlotte Mallard Creek last year. And they appear to be well on their way to doing that. They lost their opener 39-29 at home to Davie County, a game where uh, they led in the fourth quarter, gave up 23 straight points, and they have been uh, pretty much lights out since, other than a very, very tight win over Dudley. Um, Spencer, what are you seeing from the Pirates on Saturday? Uh, you know, last year Mallard Creek, took it to them. This year, the Pirates are the Mallard Creek in the matchup. They are going to lay the smackdown on Wake Forest. This is uh, nothing new for Page. Page saw Wake Forest last year. Mm -hmm. They know exactly what they do, and Wake Forest is not as good of a ball club. They have a lot less talent. You don't have a five-star defensive tackle on your defensive line. Will Jones uh, isn't going to have to be running for his life. Mm -hmm. This is a totally different kind of matchup now. You've really got yourself uh, a game that Page is going to dominate. Wake Forest didn't play anybody this year. Yeah, the, the difference between uh, triangle football and triad football or Charlotte-Mecklenburg County football at the 4A and 4AA level uh, is significant. The one uh, team that... Wake Forest played outside the triangle this year was uh, Wilmington Laney in the second round of the playoffs, and they only won seven to six against an eight and five Laney team. So, yeah, they're, they're, I, I think we have a right to question uh, Wake Forest's resume coming into this one. A, a talented team, a good team, but uh, this but page, page, right? Exactly, this page team, I think, is at a different level. And having been there last year, they're not going to be as wide as they were at times last year early in that game and you know they hit they have same, played it's the same exact facility the same field and i think it's going to help that it's going to be a giant greensboro party out there i understand that this is wake forest backyard mm -hmm. but dudley and page are going to have both of their fan bases out and 
you know that they're going to be rooting for each other out there. Yes, they're rivals during the season, but they're going to be rooting for each other out there. Two championships back to Greensboro from the same spot to assert their dominance at the two highest classifications of football in the state of North Carolina. You know that these Greensboro fans are chomping at the bit for that. Yeah. And, you know, a tribute to the Page coaching staff with some of the players that they lost from last season. Every receiver who had a, who had a catch or more last year except Ronald Polite, who's been great, gone. Four of the five starting offensive linemen from last year, other than a very, very good center, Nick Makovic, gone. They basically rebuilt the offensive line, rebuilt the receiving core, and their defense doesn't get a lot of credit because of how good quarterback Will Jones, running back Javon Lee, Ronald Polite are. But that defense won the game against Dudley. Tyler DeBerry, a, an undersized at six foot two twenty defensive lineman for them, is in the backfield all night, every night, against just about anybody they've played. He's fought through some injuries this year. He made a couple of huge plays to help them hang on and beat Dudley 23-22 in what was just a phenomenal game. And there were a lot of other talented players on that defense, too, besides Tyler DeBerry. And I don't give them enough credit sometimes, and I think a lot of other people don't either. But I think that's that's where they are going to surprise Wake Forest. I think Wake Forest is going to be concerned about Leak, concerned about Jones, concerned about Polite. I don't think they're going to be ready for the aggressiveness of that somewhat undersized but very quick, very athletic page defense. No, it's Alex Gray. Isbell, even Javon Leak now playing defense yeah. had an interception uh, against uh, uh, in, in the last game against Vance. I mean, this is a nasty defense, nasty, and they lost uh, a bunch of Division One ball players last year too. Right, I mean, it's just insane what the state staff and program have been able to do, and and what these student athletes have done, and they're going to take care of this on Saturday. They're going to. I'm telling you. I feel pretty confident about that, too. And another team that uh, we have some confidence in, uh, the final game of the night, the 7.05 start at Carter-Finley Stadium, is the Class 4A championship. Uh, the 14-1 Dudley Panthers against the 15-0 Fayetteville Cape Fear Colts. Uh, Cape Fear has not been here before. This is this is uh, the first time that the program has won 10 or more games in its history. Their first conference title. Uh, you know, they, they've snuck up on a lot of people this year. One of the things that people were talking about Monday at the uh, state championships news conference at Carter-Finley Stadium was that a number of teams Cape Fear has seen in the playoffs thought they weren't as fast as they are. They, they didn't look that fast on film, but they are. The key guy for them is their quarterback, a young man by the name of Justice Galloway Velasquez, a 6'2", 240-pound quarterback, uh, a junior. He, he may get bigger, and he's the guy that Dudley is concerned about first and foremost. Uh, he's a, an excellent runner, a, a fair enough passer, fair enough to make you respect the pass occasionally, but he's a very good runner. Uh, Dudley is a team that relies on defense first and foremost, although they have probably the best quarterback in the state, but they rely on that defense first and foremost, and they are going to be coming after Mr. Galloway Velasquez from the beginning, and how they contain him I think will probably set the tone for this football game. Yeah, and let's just remember that the one loss of the season was by one point to a team that's in the state championship game in 4AA. Right. 
Yeah, so that... you're, you're you're talking about a team that really has had a tremendous season as well, and uh, a lot of names to mention. Uh, we'll just say this: uh, you'll hear from all of them on Saturday uh, because their names are going to keep getting called by the PA announcer at Carter Pembroke. Yeah, well, I I am going to mention a few of them. Obviously, that quarterback that we t- that I said he and Will Jones, he and Will Jones are the two best quarterbacks in the state. They would be playing the Shrine Bowl on Saturday if the schedule hadn't been pushed back this year, representing North Carolina. But Hendon Hooker, and, and I think that they're I think they're more than happy to be in Raleigh instead of in Spartanburg as well. Not not that it isn't a great week at the, the Shrine Bowl, of the Carolinas. But yeah, you, you want to be playing for championships. This is this is where they want to be, but. Hendon Hooker, running back Ezra Perkins, uh, two excellent offensive linemen who were both going to be at the Shrine Bowl were Bryson Spees and Dakari Wilson. A defense with defensive end Austin Williams with 20 sacks and 29 quarterback hurries this year. Uh, a secondary that's got four future Division One players in it. Two great linebackers, Nigel Peel, Patrick Connor, uh, Karan Blunt, who is an anchor, an underrated anchor, who you, whose name you don't hear a lot, but on defense, he ties up multiple blockers. On offense, he opens holes. I mean, this is just a, a loaded, strong, physical, fast football team. And uh, I don't envy Cape Fear uh, their task on Saturday night and what they're going to see from this Dudley team. And I think we both firmly believe that we could very well see a sweep by our four teams. And that's not just uh, just the myopia, of, you know, that, that we only see our teams. We've seen other teams around the state. We knew that this group, particularly the seniors, a few years ago, were going to be able to do something like this. It's great for the kids and the coaches and the, the families and the schools to see this happening, but uh, it's not a huge surprise to us, and it certainly wouldn't be a huge surprise to us to see uh, four teams coming back to the triad with trophies on Saturday. No, we tried telling anybody who would listen to us, and uh, it, it hasn't been very many people, but uh, we did try, and, uh, and it, it's coming to fruition, and we expect it to uh, come full circle on Saturday, and, uh, you know, obviously uh, we have a job to do to cover everybody fairly and, and whatnot, but uh, it would just be tremendous for the triad and for Guilford County and Rockingham County uh, to, to crown this many champions. It, it would be uh, a special, special night, and uh, and really hope that we get to it. If you're a high school football fan and you can get to – Wake Forest or NC State on Saturday, do it. You, you will not regret it. You will see some great football from some great teams from the area. If you can't get there, the game, and you have Time Warner Cable, the games are on TV. The games at Carter-Finley Stadium, the 4A and 4AA, are on Channel 323 on Time Warner. The games at Wake Forest at Winston-Salem are on Channel 324 Watch these kids play. You're going to see them on Saturdays, and some of them you're going to see on Sundays in a few years. This is a great chance to see them now. And for all of your coverage, all week leading up to these state championship games, online, Saturday night, photo galleries. We've got a staff photographer at each of these four games. We'll have video for you. We will be Facebook Live at Carter Finley before the first of our games on Saturday to talk about it. In print, you want to look at the news and record every day, our sports section online. It's hsextra.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Joe Serrera NR, and you can follow Spencer at Kirkland35.
Thanks again for listening, and we will be back with another podcast next week to wrap it all up, the season, the championships, and we think we'll be talking about four state champions. Thank you for listening.